everyone, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm Richa and today I've got Jackie Ann on this episode. So I personally only know him uh, for all the fitness side of things that he does but when I reached out to him to record this episode he mentioned that he works in digital marketing so this is pretty much news to me because I did not know that he was um, in digital marketing. But yeah I guess we'll find out more about both um, his full-time role and his side hustle and passion which is fitness. Um, so hey Jackie and welcome to the podcast and also welcome back to London because I know you've been with your family back in Taiwan um, so you've only recently been back right? Yeah very recently like a week ago but no thank you for the introduction uh, Richard it is uh, actually my honor to be on this podcast so thank you for having me today. Oh. <laughs> That's sweet. No, it's it's nice to actually chat about it because like I was telling you, I had no idea that you did digital marketing and it's just something different. And obviously the podcast really is about careers. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's kind of talk about maybe start off with a little bit of a background about you because it's, I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you end up in England? Because obviously, in London. yeah, in London specifically, I mean, if you could just kind of give an introduction about yourself. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, to be to be honest, I did not think I was gonna end up in London. That was also like a surprise to me when I was looking for jobs. But yeah, I grew up in the Netherlands. Um, went there when I was six. Grew up. Uh, went to high school. Went to primary. Uh, no, wait. Went to uh primary school. Yeah, primary school, mm -hmm. high school, and then uni later. Okay. Uh, and then. Pretty much, I did business in uni, and I specialized in marketing management for my master's. And then after my master's, I took a break, went to Singapore for six months, and then I looked for jobs, and then I ended up here. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I suppose majority of your education was in Netherlands then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, From I mean, six years old until, I would say, 23, 24. Yeah, cool. Um, so what was that like, like as in the transition from Netherlands to then coming here? Um, well, it's actually a funny story how I ended up in, um, in London as well. So right. I went to international school back in the Netherlands. Right. And it's a very small community like Eindhoven. Our, in, our school was like maybe 300, 500 kids in total. And then when I was looking for my job during my master's, uh, I decided to take a break and I mm -hmm. went on this ski trip with my friends. But there was a group of mutual friends from London mm -hmm. that also went on the uh, same ski trip. Um, so then we met up on the ski trip. I was going up a, a, a slope yeah, like yeah. on those uh, ski lifts. Yeah. And then I was chatting to the mutual friend who was two or three years above me. Uh, back in high school and he was like yeah I'm in digital marketing and I was like oh I just finished my master's in marketing I'm looking for a job and then he was like oh send me your CV afterwards <laughs> but then after that trip I sent him my CV and he's now my current manager <laughs> oh my god right wow I love how that worked out I mean without plans like such, just happened honestly you gotta expect the unexpected like, yeah it's crazy yeah Which I didn't is... know him Rowan oh right so he was in the fitness um online fitness classes that he was also in uh yeah. quarantine um yeah. but yeah I, I know him from Eindhoven like when I was a 
when I was a kid. And then I met him in France on a ski slope. And that's, that's how I landed my job. That's amazing. Like, what a brilliant story. Uh, it just sounds too easy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's quite a story. Like, it's, yeah. It just shows to prove like network can be so powerful. That's so true. Yeah. Um, I also don't want to demotivate everyone looking for jobs, you know, <laughs> still apply. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen process. for everyone, but yeah, you're right, you're right. No, that's, no, yeah, that's I'm, quite I'm a story. incredibly fortunate and lucky to be uh, in London. Yeah, so um, what do you do? Like, you know, you're in digital marketing, but what's your role like? Um, and if you could just give an insight about what you do, how long have you been working with him for as well? Uh, So... In one more month, it will be my four years um, as right. a digital marketeer. I literally started off as a grad as well here. So yeah, um, learning the ropes as I go. But yeah, I think in simple words, um, all those Google ads you see when you type in, I don't know, white sneakers, and then you see like ads on top. Uh-huh. That's essentially what I do for a living. So you're um, like... Clients will give a budget and then yeah. you just set up campaigns for them, Yeah, uh, deliver sales online stuff like that so you're like literally stalking nutshell, what people yeah. are searching for and then attack them with the ads exactly i'm the one that's uh targeting everyone online yeah yeah <laughs> no i kind of understand because i um work marketing slight like kind of but not so much in the digital marketing side um and it's it's yeah it's crazy what you can do with digital marketing to be honest and how specific how specifically you can target people as well the level of details that you can go into um yeah yeah so like what has been your favorite part about digital marketing I mean you obviously are in the agency side by the sounds of it because you're working with clients right like what kind of clients is it um different from different industries or do you have like a specific niche um like companies and stuff that you work with uh currently I work and specialize in e-com um space But because it's an agency, so we literally um, take whatever client uh, reaches out to us. So I've worked on also retail. I've worked on also fintech. Uh, But now it's mainly uh, e-com, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, agency life is fun. Yeah. It's (laughs) very fast-paced, stressful at times. Not at times, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But you, yeah, you learn from the stress. and it's yeah. quite fun, especially if you have like a you know bunch of um, colleagues that you can get uh, get along with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, what is the most challenging aspect of being a digital marketer um, for anyone who's maybe interested in doing digital marketing? Digital marketing itself is honestly not the most challenging, I will say, because I mean, I started off as a grad, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's like very there's easy courses you can do online so google certifications you can do right and you can pretty much learn how to use the engine um from those certificates so it's not hard i think the hardest part is probably client communication right. and setting expectations with the client um because sometimes if you just don't set the right expectations if you don't communicate well they can come back and and bite you. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, like managing expectations. And how have you guys been meeting with your clients at the moment? Like, um, has it been mostly through 
online videos like during the pandemic and stuff yeah so currently it's all zoom calls uh google hangout calls um i don't even think we're allowed to physically meet up with clients mm. i think it's like within the company policy so mm. like all calls have to be virtual yeah. so yeah it's pretty much yeah we're super lucky to be in digital marketing like it's probably one of the few industries that didn't get affected yeah by COVID, so yeah so it, like none of your colleagues or anyone has been affected no i think our company was quite fortunate mm-hmm. i mean we just had to relocate and work elsewhere yeah. uh but we were not that affected yeah yeah I mean, obviously, I suppose the benefits as well is like you can work anywhere. So were you working when you were in Taiwan or was that actually like just a holiday holiday that you booked off? I wish it was a holiday holiday, but no, I booked off maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after those two weeks, I think it was Christmas, New Year's. And then after those few, uh, after my break, it was like literally UK hours, but from Taiwan, which was, yeah. which was from pretty much working night shifts every day so 5 p.m to 2 a.m oh that's God. if i don't overtime luckily there was daylight saving that saved me a bit uh, yeah, afterwards yeah. so then i moved from 4 p.m to 1 a.m wow okay i don't know how you did that because i don't think i'd be able to stay awake during those hours how was taiwan for you anyway because obviously i know you just came back and i didn't touch on that but like you know what was how how was it just going back was it was it a good visit like what did you get up to yeah I, taiwan was very very nice like i mean i spent so much time with my family which in normal circumstances it would not be possible like mm-hmm. usually i would see them maybe two weeks um every year for All christmas right. new years but because this time uh of whole of covid um i was able to stay for four or five months so mm-hmm. the parents were definitely very happy yeah, to have yeah. me back um my my stomach was also very happy <laughs> to be back because i was fed <laughs> yeah every day that's uh, always but yeah good. it was literally just work hours um yeah that was a bit tough mm-hmm. but it's you get used to it like i will work until maybe 1 a.m 2 a.m mm-hmm. and then legit just just pass out and then wake up the next day around 11 mm-hmm. which will be maybe 4 a.m uh uk time mm-hmm. and then i just get out get food gym mm-hmm. like <laughs> things were open in taiwan like it literally right. felt like nothing covid didn't happen so I was super uh, uh fortunate yeah and i would gym and then just come back and work again just <laughs> Repeat. repeat yeah yeah so obviously you brought up the whole topic of about gym and you know in contrast to what you do like just sitting down checking campaigns and managing budgets and whatnot like fitness is so different right in that spectrum of things so how did you like get into fitness because like I was saying early on I know you because um of mutual like friends yeah. and whatnot and it was during like the first pandemic like the first lockdown that I joined this online um quarantine session and you were obviously doing some of running the sessions um but like how did you kind of get into fitness what made you start that lifestyle yeah I think fitness brings the world together Richard. yeah <laughs> yeah literally. Sure does. um but yeah, it was a long time ago. I think when I first picked up a weight, it was actually in Japan. 
<laughs> okay, like, wow. <laughs> it was super random. I was growing up, I was like super skinny. I was not into weights, but I was sporty and athletic. Right. And then I think it was in Japan, I was on exchange. Mm-hmm. And there was just so much time during the day. And there was a, uh, a gym near my accommodation. So then I would go with another friend and then we would just hit the weights and then go to class. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that was, that was probably my first time ever touching a dumbbell. I was struggling with like two kg like curls. Oh. Believe it or not, <laughs> I was so weak. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that hearing it now. But yeah, yeah. But that was 2013. So it's oh, oh man, I'm old. That's, oh, that's almost that was ten years ago. Gosh, it, nine almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, and then obviously people, you know, they get into fitness, they drop out, whatnot. Like. Why? What was it about it that made you kind of stick to it, or like, how come you kind of ended up being consistent with it? Honestly, frankly speaking, from the start, I started fitness because I wanted to impress others. I was always a skinny kid growing up, so I wanted to stand out from the crowd, and I wanted others to notice me. And yeah, from there, it just naturally became like a habit, a daily habit, and I felt good after each training session and then fast forward to today I've, i guess yeah i stuck with it because now i mainly do it for myself for health reasons like honestly your body only gets older and you realize that health is just so important um and as cliche as it sounds that health is literally wealth i mean you can have all the wealth in the world but if you don't have the strength and the health to back it up, your money is just going to be sitting there. So I guess that is one of the reasons that I stuck with fitness. Um, at the moment as well, you um, you have your Instagram page that's dedicated to fitness. You have YouTube. Um, and I just think that's, you know, it's amazing. Like you can fit it alongside your full-time work. So what's kind of like... I try to. No, no, you, yeah, yeah. But I you're, you're like doing it really well. Um, so um, how did you kind of... <laughs> end up starting youtube then like what is your objectives with you know youtube like is it just to help uh, reach out to people and showcase like the workouts that you do what's the what's the goal with it yeah so i remember when i first started i came across so many like hurdles and questions like that there wasn't someone there you know mm. guiding me through and then when you first start, it's so overwhelming with the information you find online and you don't know which what to believe, uh, stuff like that. So then with my whole YouTube thing, I literally just thought, hey, maybe it would be very helpful. Like, I wish I had someone at the beginning, you know, helping me out mm-hmm. and kind of answering all my questions throughout the way. Yeah. So then that's kind of where I thought I could help others um, and step in. And kind of help whoever wants to start being healthier, um, lifting weights. Like I can, you know, be that mentor or like yeah. guidance through uh, with the knowledge that I've, you know, picked up during all those like trial and error years. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so then going back, like you just said, you wish you had that someone. So what was kind of guiding you in your early days? Like what did you? Where did you seek support in and or who did you seek support from? Or was it just like Googling and just learning yourself? Yeah, it was a mix of um, 
everything I will say, definitely as you also immerse yourself in fitness, you also meet other people mm -hmm. that are very similar. And then you start to work out with them. So I had a little workout group back in uh, high school. Yeah. So I will also feed off each other's, you know, experience. And then most of the time it will literally just be YouTube. So mm -hmm. I follow a lot of like um, YouTube celebrities, just seeing what they're doing, how they train, how they eat. And then you kind of get like different ideas. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's different for every person. It's just like getting ideas of how other people also train and then seeing how I can incorporate that into my own yeah. uh, training. Mm. So what do you kind of um, see yourself doing with fitness? Um, because obviously at the moment, you know, you have a full-time job and this yeah. is on the side. It's a passion. Um, but do you see it as like something that you'd want to slowly transition into doing something that's full-time fitness role? Um, so maybe if you, do you have any plans with that? If you could just talk about it. Yeah, I mean... I would I would love to do um do it full time and like just create content and then um helping people um become you know fitter become healthier become stronger mm -hmm. like I would I would love to do that um full time so I think one of the reason I started this whole social media YouTube um side passion thing is because maybe one day um. I can make that full switch. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I also like that your manager or your friend, um, like he supports it because he was you know joining in those sessions, and um, it's nice to see that support as well. So how does he feel about you kind of doing fitness? Does he like worry that's gonna take you off track from work, or is he like fine with it? No, I think I think definitely in the beginning there was there was more like of a of a like a kind of a tension mm. uh, work-wise, fitness-wise. But then after when you actually like talk about it, so like in the review, it was actually brought up, like right. uh, not with, not by him, but also by the, the higher-up right, seniors right. in the company, right? Um, but then I just assured them like work comes first. It's mm. like a weekend hobby mm. that I have. And after that, it, they were they were all very chill with it. Yeah. So... Obviously, you have your website, Instagram, YouTube. So I'm going to link that somewhere on yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Instagram and whatnot. Um, what would you tell people, like, when it comes to fitness, like, who wants to get into it or start it? Like, what advice would you give them? I would say just start. You can make mistakes, but just start. Because I think one of the things that I had in the beginning was I was just doing so much research. I didn't know what to do. And then mm. I, I didn't, I was so scared to start, but like, I would say just start, even mm. if you make mistakes, um, you're going to be at the beginning, you, you will make progress, mm. whether you're on a shitty plan or a good plan, because your body is just, you know, adapting to new stimulus. Mm -hmm. So definitely start and then you, yeah, just take you, it from there. you learn and you learn from doing it. Yeah. It's literally what I stand by. Yeah. I guess taking question from me and also I suppose it can come out as an advice, like you manage work and all your workout stuff and your fitness stuff. So how do you manage your time and like how do you organize yourself? Like how, how would you kind of explain that to people in terms of how you manage your time? Oof. This is a, this is a tricky question. 
Yeah, I, I have to say I don't always manage my time like hundred uh-huh. percent. Um, but I'm usually quite like self motivating, and I also give myself a lot of shit. <laughs> right. So if I if I tell myself, okay, these are the things I need to do, and I don't do it, I will give myself a lot of shit, and mm. then I just yeah. So I guess you just have so to take terms, accountability yeah, for it, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, you just have to hold yourself accountable. Mm. Um, and then in terms of my time, so to give you an idea, so Monday to Friday definitely you know work right. So from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So usually I don't really have a lot of time to, you know, work on my um, uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. social media side of things. Uh, so then that will usually come to Saturday. So mm-hmm. Saturday I'll probably spend half a day filming or whole day filming, depends on the video. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday it will be probably half a day editing and then finally getting the video out. So when, when you're talking about weekend, I on a good weekend, I'll probably spare maybe half a day to hang out and just, you know, chill with my friends. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely gets tough. Yeah. It's definitely tough. Like you have to shoot down a lot of social plans um, just because you're going to work on your video mm-hmm. um, and your side passion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, I feel accomplished at the end of the weekend whenever yeah. I post a video. So yeah. that 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 kind of gives me like a like a motivation. So every time I click like upload, it just I don't know something happens in my brain and I just like get endorphin <laughs> like, like a spike or something. So I guess that also helps with how I keep myself accountable. Yeah, nice. No, that's but a fair it, point. It is very it is very tough. Like I understand why this like social media thing is like a full-time thing mm. when people do it it's, yeah yeah it's not as easy as it seems like i can't even be bothered no. to like film myself honestly with my phone yeah. let alone like do a proper video so no kudos to everyone who does do it for sure yeah exactly like only when you enter the content creating side then mm. you know how much hassle behind the scene is like setting up camera you know getting camera equipment making sure that angles right yeah. <laughs> um making sure it's quiet so people are not talking through your clips oh man it's 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 yeah, yeah it's like i guess it's a it's a battle um but at the end of the day uh it's what makes me you know happy yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. what's important exactly and i think I think that's a nice way to kind of round off this episode. Um, thanks for sharing everything that you do, Jackie. Um, but before we close off, I just want to ask you, just so we go a full circle. So what's the one yeah. piece of advice you would give to someone who's kind of wanting to look to go into digital marketing then? Just one piece of advice. Digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, just one. Let me think. I think if you are a sociable person, I think you have an advantage because you'll be doing a lot, a lot of client facing, mm. client talking. So if you're someone who's into, you know, uh, human interaction, then definitely digital marketing is something, um, yeah, you yeah. can consider. Nice. But yeah, in terms of the technic- technicalities, um, I think everyone can learn that. 
Mm, um, mm, mm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Cool. Thank you, Jackie. It's been good talking to you and catching up as well because、um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure always.、Uh,